So for our time together, I want to tag this text. Uh, it's not, it's more than what he does for you. A close reading of the Gospels would really let us know that there are two different groups at work. Each group seeking to bring people back to God. There's one group that we knock down and we talk about. We criticize them for who they are. And then they are the followers of Jesus. Uh, you, you know those Pharisees, don't you? They want people to get back into good relationship with God. The only problem is that they believe that the way to get close to God is by strictly following the word of God as they interpret it. I wish you would pray with me here. Uh, not only do they want to get close to God by following their interpretation of God's word, but they want to dictate how you dress and who you hang out with. I think I'm sound, it sounds like somebody we might know. But the, but the last thing is that they put emphasis on keeping the Sabbath day holy. Isn't it interesting that many of our behaviors and mannerisms sound more like the Pharisees than Jesus? Isn't it interesting to you that, that as we look at our lives and as we demonstrate how we get close to God, we focus on what people are doing, where they are going, and how they are doing it. But the followers of Jesus understood that the way to get close to God is through Jesus Christ alone. So this is why John chapter 6 poses such a big problem for us in the church. It raises an issue because John said that many other folk who followed Jesus walked away. Many of the same folk that came in our key text, they began to walk away. Because many of us, like a, like a bad car that needs an alignment, we have difficulty staying on the road and staying the course of life. Right. Because our spirits are aligned, out of alignment with God. Right. So we start by looking at this text and we find that many of us sadly begin our journey in Christ based on what God does for us. Sounds like a love relationship when we're talking to our significant other and we're fascinated by all the things they do for us. We're so fascinated by what they do for us that we forget who they are. So I hear Jesus calling our attention back that these folk that had left where they were had come to find Jesus because they realized that Jesus was not in the place that they were, nor was he in the place that they expected him to be. The text lays out for us that there was only one boat. And the, the folks saw the disciples getting in that boat, and they saw that Jesus was not there in the boat with them. So they expected that in the morning they could find Jesus. It sounds like a lot of us that we try to move around when we Realize that God is not in the place that we thought God would be. But, 
But here's the other dangerous part about that. We're in a place where God is. So they, 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 they come to this place. They go searching for Jesus. Jesus informs them that they didn't come looking for him because of who he is. But because of what they had been fed. What they had received. It's, it's a sad note many times that many of us are so focused on what we can get from God. That we forget about God. Well, what do you mean, preacher, when we talk about when praises go up? Blessings come down. We're concentrating on what we can get from God when our praise and worship is more about how God makes us feel than who God is. I'm struggling sometimes because many times we think that that's the place, but I understand that many folks begin the journey because of what God has done for you. Many folks begin this journey because the Lord has done something for us that nobody else can do and proven to us that he is God. But the point that Jesus raises is that following Jesus for what he does for us it's not enough for us to do the will of God. Well, what's the problem with that? Many of us, God doesn't seem to be working for us. We want to go looking in the other direction. Those of you who were in Sunday school this morning heard the story of Naomi and her husband and their children. When God was not there, they went to a place they weren't supposed to be in order to find the relief that they were looking for. When, when we find ourselves in situations where God is not giving us what we think God ought to give us, we go off looking for strange bedfellows. We go off looking for folk that will provide for our needs after God doesn't give us what we think God ought to give us. Other things become our God. They came to Jesus because they were caught up in what Jesus had done for them. I don't mean to diminish the fact that Jesus had taken five loaves of bread and two fish and gave to the multitude enough that they would be full. But Jesus himself says that we should not work for things that perish. All right. Now that's a nugget in and of itself that we shouldn't spend our time and our energy looking for God to give us stuff that fades away. But he says that we should receive the gift that God has given us which comes through eternal life. What I want to raise for us today is that many of us are so busy caught up in our Pharisaic lifestyle so many of us are caught up trying to earn our way to heaven that we don't miss, we don't take part in God's gift to us that comes through Jesus Christ. Many folk come looking for Jesus in John's gospel. Folk are always looking for Jesus. Some Greek folk approach the disciples and say, we wish to see Jesus. Nicodemus comes by night looking to see Jesus. The woman at the well, although 
though she was not looking for Jesus, she came at a time she wasn't supposed to be there and had an encounter with Jesus. So John raises to us that many folk get caught up looking for Jesus. But when this crowd had come in John chapter 6, now, now go back to verse 14, they, when Jesus fed the multitude, they, they said because of what he's done, he must be God's chosen Messiah. But here, after Jesus said, don't, don't work for don't, don't work for the stuff that perishes, but receive the gift of God. They have the audacity to say, Jesus, show us another sign. Mm -hmm. I, I, I might be coming down your alley in a moment because a lot of us forget what God has already done for us. And we want God to continually prove himself over and over again. Look, look at what they had just been through. They had experienced being fed with love. They saw Jesus take this little bit and make a lot. They had survived a rough storm, but here they asked Jesus, show us another sign. Want to know when will enough be enough? When will we learn to trust in the Lord with all of our heart and lean not to our own understanding, but it's all of our way yeah, yeah. acknowledge him yes. and allow him to direct our path. As we look at the text, we find that Jesus is pointing us and John is pointing us to follow Jesus because of who he is rather than what he does for us. Jesus starts out in the text, he comes Pairs himself to Matthew. Now, now I want you to go back a little bit. In Exodus where the Israelites were wandering in the wilderness. Yeah. Hungry. Recalling all the good food they ate while they were slaves in Egypt. Mm -hmm. Coming to the realization that they might ought to go back to Egypt. Yeah. So that they can eat. It's at that moment that God sends them manna from heaven. Yeah. There's something about this manna. Manna didn't just come, but it only lasted for a day. Y'all yes, know the Lord's Prayer, don't you, where it says, give us this day our daily bread. Yeah. Every now and then, we need to know that the Lord will provide for us. Yes, and the Lord is everything that we need each and every day. Too often we find ourselves trying to put our trust in other things and other folk. And they let us down. But here we find that Jesus said, I'm what you need when you get up in the morning. I'm what you need when you go along your way and you find difficulties on the road. I'm what you need when you lay down at night. You're slumbering and sleeping and don't know what dangers are lurking around you. I'm what you need each and every day. In other words, don't take a day. Don't go a day without Jesus. He is what we need every day. That's what John wants us to know. We ought to follow Jesus. Because he's everything that we need. Each and every day. Jesus reminds these folk 
that they are following him because of what he did. But a lot of us miss what he did. We know he fed a multitude with five barley loaves and two fish. But we miss what he did. Well, let me tell you what he did. He asked his disciples, he asked his followers, where can we find some bread to feed these folk? Where can we find enough bread? And they said to Jesus, Lord, it'll take us a half years of our pay in order to feed this multitude. And Jesus sends them out. This is what he did. Now, he, he sends them out. See what kind of, see how much bread you can find. Here's what he did, in case you missed it. Yeah. They come back to him and say, we have found a land with five barley loaves yeah. and two fish. Yeah. I don't think y'all catch it yet. He sent them to find bread. Yeah. They come back and said, we found five barley loaves and two fish. Y'all ain't caught it yet. He sent them to find bread. They come back and say, not only have we found some bread, but we've also found two fish. We've got more than what we were looking for. There's something else in this text. Not only do they find five loaves of bread and two fish, but the Bible says that there were 12 baskets of leftovers. 12 disciples, 12 tribes of Israel, but John says there was enough leftovers to take care of everybody. I want to know if there's somebody here that, that knows I'm not, I haven't made it yet. Man. My five loaves and two fish. Because I'm still living off leftovers. I hadn't made it to my five loaves and my two fish because I, I made it this far. On leftovers. I, I hadn't gotten to the place where I need my two fish and five loaves. Because he gave me enough leftovers. John then says that God, that Jesus is what God has done for us. I want you to know that it's not the thing that he does for you. But John says he himself is what God has done for you. Y'all know the verse? John chapter 3. In the 16th verse, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes on him shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life. So Jesus said, If you will come to me, you'll never be hungry. I am the bread of life. If you come to me, You'll never have a need that I can't meet. I am the bread of life. I know a lot of us take bread for granted. 
first. So they said, Lord, give us this day. Our daily bread. So Jesus said, I am the bread of life. I'm everything that you need to make it to where you're going. I remember some time ago, when I was a student at Lane College, I would from time to time drive home. And Effingham, Illinois was my center point. Effingham, Illinois was the place where I had made it halfway going and halfway coming back. But there's something you need to know about Effingham. It's only three exits. And if you're not paying attention, you'll miss it. But there's something about Effingham that made me know if I got there, I could keep on going. One of those exits in Effingham stands a, a giant cross. And I knew when I saw that cross, I had more miles behind me than before. I was tired and weary. But when I saw the cross, yeah. I could keep going. A lot of us are at the point where we're giving up because we have been following Jesus for what he does for us. But when we see the cross, when we see the fact that he hung his head and died for us, when we see the fact that he went down the hill for us and rose, on the third day, when we see that, we know we can keep going. As we stand to our feet, there might be someone here today that needs to see the cross. 